When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did I startle you? <laughs> you typically do. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, is there a mirror around? <laughs> Ebony Exchange. I mean, Monet Exchange. I mean, what's the... Uh, yeah, uh, are, you, are you friends with Ebony XL? Of course I am. Yeah. She, Miami girl. Is she Miami? She's from Miami. That's where I know her from. Oh. She moved up to New York to work with uh, Brandon Voss and other folks. But yeah, I, I saw Ebony. her. Ebony. I saw her in a pageant. In a pageant. Mm-hmm. Ebony XL is a New York City, well, a Miami-based drag queen who, who, who is part, who a very big part of, of the New York City scene. Yep. And uh, she hosts a lot, and she's great. And she's a dance instructor and Haitian. She's Haitian. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm doing, I'm doing a benefit for Haiti on Monday. They've seen enough trouble. <laughs> Monet, I beg you. I, I, I mean, please. The earthquake, the, the, the politics, the refugees. I just, I, I'm begging. Well, on behalf of Ebony Excel and the people of Haiti. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing on this fine day? I'm doing great. It's good to be in LA recording in person in for person. a change. You know, for a Monet exchange. I feel like we <laughs> we're gonna take this and package it, and we're gonna get a show on OWN on Oprah's network. Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Starburns uh, presents uh, Ebony and Irony on the on OWN. Maybe you can dress up like Gail and sex her up. Oh, you think I to bitch, increase our chances? Bitch, you're Gail. I'm Oprah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're more Gail size. <laughs> uh, I met Gail. She said she was at a fancy benefit and I was DJing at and she told the host, I need to meet that person. <laughs> really? And how was Gail? She was sweet. What, did, did she smell good? I didn't notice because I my nose was snapped up from cocaine. I mean allergies. <laughs> yeah. We were talking a little bit earlier, uh, before we started our recording about how these days people are like putting all these chemicals in drugs that make drugs not as fun in, in these days. That's why I wish I was alive in like the 70s to like do like the 70s, 80s to do like the real like good drugs that were like pure. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you were cutting drugs with uh, baby powder, it wasn't. It may give you a headache or a stuffy nose, but it wasn't going to kill you like fentanyl. Fentanyl, which I was telling you in the show Euphoria, the main um, character—I forget her, her name in the show—but uh, Zendaya, she does fentanyl and it, like knocks her off her ass. It's like crazy. Oh, it can kill you. That's crazy. And they're, now they're putting fentanyl in like things like cocaine. They're putting in ketamine. It's wild. Or, or in pills that they've pressed up, you oh know, God. not in a, in a pharmaceutical company. My thing's like, why? Like, why? Uh, like, why? Bitch, why? I guess be, I guess because the people think that they're getting some kind of wild, you know, high. I mean, I don't think every dose of fentanyl kills you, but yeah, the thing can. is, when you're on drugs, don't ask me how I know, <laughs> you're under the effects of drugs, so you may not know that yeah. your systems are shutting down heart, lungs, oh, etc. Isn't that how Heath Ledger died? He was like on a combo of like alcohol and coke and uh, pills, and it just could, like it, it was too much because alcohol, even though it makes you wild at first, it is a sedative. Then on top of you know, and plus, alcohol tends to magnify the effects of, of drugs, Valium, Xanax. Yeah, oh, definitely, okay. definitely. Okay, see, so yeah, and then we take cocaine because we would get sedated from the alcohol. We want to be. I mean, that's what I'm told that people do, but. <laughs> <we don't... laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't understand the fentanyl thing either, but I'm looking to try some in L.A. while I'm here, if anyone can hook up Gorilla. Ooh, I, I have a hookup for you. Okay. He's my friend. Um, He uh, he lives on the corner of La Brea and Santa Monica. He has a Oh, little... you're friends with Tyra Sanchez? <laughs> oh, my God. How that, would you introduce us? Please? <laughs> <laughs> Someone who doesn't live on the corner of Liver and Sunset is our guest today. That's true. Connor Franta. Connor Franta is a young, hip. I mean, he's only two years younger than me. I'm acting like I'm like this old bitch like you. He is like young and with it. And, um, you know, we have been getting some younger guests on Ebony and Irony because we <laughs> tend to uh, 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 be knocking on Crips <laughs> to get our guests through the door. So uh, it's nice to have Connor in studio today. Well, he is not only young, but he is attractive, Beautiful. handsome, and also a uh, uh, very enterprising young man that's written, already written three books three and, books. you know, has... Three books by 29. Bitch, I don't know if I can read yet. I'm still learning how to read. Well, I mean, you know, this latest book, you know, is something of an advice. And I, I thought he was 23. I didn't know he was 23. I was like, bitch, what? That's what I was going to ask him. What the fuck advice can you give at 23? You barely out of diapers, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but Connor is definitely wise on his years, and we're happy to have him here in studio. And I think we should get to it. Let's do it. Work. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our fabulous guest, YouTuber, influencer, author, all of the things. The fabulous, the very handsome, Connor Frenta. Hello. Hello, Hello Connor. Thank Hello. you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And in person, too. This is a rare treat. You're our first in-person guest. It's a rare treat. You know? You know what I mean? Bunny, Bunny was... Oh. Oh. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, you go ahead, buddy. Have you done any other drag queen podcast, oh. Connor? You know what? This is taking my V-card. I have never. Really? I haven't even ever done drag, and I want to desperately, so this is a lot of fantasies <laughs> becoming real. Okay, <laughs> so just to totally put you at ease, I am prepared to fuck you. <laughs> is there going to be dinner involved first? Or... <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but I eat yours and mine. <laughs> Sorry, so, honey, that's the way it works. So, no, my my mom would usually listen to things that I'm on with oh this. I'm going to make sure she's not listening to this oh one. Oh, my God. My wholesome Midwestern Christian mother. Christian. You know, listen, I come... She just hit me up on Grindr. I, I don't think she's everything that she makes herself out to be. She has been really busy lately. <laughs> well, I will say this. They are a lot of... Um, cis straight women on Grindr. Like, I have female friends who actively use Grindr. It's always very... And they're like, I'm just here. I just like want to find friends. I'm like, girl, well, no one wants to be your friend on this app. Nobody asked you to be here. No <laughs> one asked you to be here. And I'm like... And I tell them, I was like, you cannot use this application. Like, this is not for you, girl. This is like applying for a gay best friend. This is not the app. You know what I mean? This is not... I mean, someone should make an app for straight women to find gay best friends. This, I think that would be a thing. But don't some drag queens go on Grinder in drag oh, yeah. and then but but not to look for guys to hook up with in drag, but just to be to connect with fans? I mean, isn't that done? No. Well, I know one did because Carmela Garcella Garcia, Carmela Marcella Garcia, um, she uh. passed away, but she lived in rural Kentucky, uh -huh. good friend of mine, and she would say that she would go, go on Grinder and use her like promo pics. And I'd say, bitch, for what? You're not gonna get in drag <laughs> to go and you know meet some guy. And she would be like, it just attracts all kinds of like out in the in the woods. I mean, we're not in New York oh, City or LA, yeah, West Hollywood. Yeah. It attracts all kinds of guys that don't know what their status is, or yeah. maybe want to get freaky. You know, with I someone. Guess. Else. But that's not as good as my other story. Uh, and we'll let Connor speak in a minute. No, <laughs> the guest. He's Take like, why away. am I here? Uh, the, uh, so I have a friend who put out two ads: one in drag, uh, and the other as a big black daddy. So she got she, he she got the ads mixed up the doorbell rings and it puts on lip gloss and a, a, a little bob wig and presses over to the door and it's the twink who thought he was getting the big black daddy and he, <laughs> the twink said the twink said oh you dressed for me <laughs> excuse me I left something in my car and she said I have never heard gravel hit my window so hard in my so you oh, got to keep your lies together. Um, you know, you got to keep your ass. If you're saying that you're one thing, or if you're like a horny bottom one day, or like a fisting top the other, you got you got to keep it. We, we don't usually talk about like this. <laughs> keep your yeah. lies and your legs together. Yes. I think that's yes. what we're well, then? We've had many good business ideas here. Exactly. I would love this. <laughs> I do think the gay best friend app is like. It's a little problematic, problematic, but it is. There's an idea there. there. There's definitely an idea of four people to want to find platonic friendships. Yes, um, you know that we often see between cishet uh, women and gay men. Yeah, men. there's something there. Yeah, there's well, something there. There are. There have always been uh, the polite word is fruit fly. Yeah. The the less polite word is fag hag. Yeah. The kind of women who hang with gays. Now sometimes these are just fun. You know, women. The the classic kind is they're overweight and they wear too much makeup. <laughs> no, I'm not a fag hag. <laughs> I'm a drag hag. So the 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 but but the. But some of them actually want to sleep with gay men, and that's why they're hanging out because gay men make them feel comfortable because they're you know they're not trying to put the move on them or whatever. Yeah, but when, yeah, when yeah. it comes down to it, it's not always you know the sex isn't always in the cards. So there's yeah. different kinds. Anyway, I wanted to ask you something, Connor. <laughs> I was about to go on a whole tangent of Stockholm syndrome, so go for <laughs> it. Oh, <where> <laughs> <laughs> um, cruel. Okay, who booked him? No, uh, the the. Uh, 
so I saw a video in which you mentioned sex and said that, um, you know, all of this stuff is like, am I a bottom or am I a top or whatever? Do you now? I'm not from the generation of Grinder, and I've never been on Grinder because, honey, when they when Boy George went on there and put his uh, piece up on there, everybody was talking about it. When another drag queen I will mention put her uh, booty hole up on there, they're all forwarding around, you know, giggling and laughing, and so they've already got enough reason to laugh at me before, without seeing my, you know. So, so, but I do find it to be very wild that people send a pic of their dick or butthole to meet people. Were you? And, and, and of course, it is all because you're, it's all. About about, oh, you're on this block, you know, you're not wasting time. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, th- yeah. so you're saying things like, are you top or bottom? What role do you want to play? What do you exactly get yeah. into? I mean, that's the point of it. And I mean, I'm coming from the, the generation where, you know, uh, we would go to adult bookstores before, the, you know, I mean, there were, there were gay clubs. And you, know, and, and, you know, uh, suck a dick that came through a hole. You know, I mean, without even meeting the person. Yeah. But, but so... I know that a lot of people love Grindr, and as a slut, I don't begrudge anyone who finds sex, no matter, you know, I mean, honey, before there was sex positivity, I was a slut, okay? <laughs> a but, humble so, whore. That's a right. Humble whore. But so, do, do you find that a little bit too much? Is it? Is there not enough getting to know um, the people? Are there relations? I don't want to give you too many questions, but are, 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 are there, <laughs> are there relationships notes? that come from Grindr? I've heard of, of, of a few of that happening a few times. I've also heard of a few murders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. listen, anything's possible. Yeah. And you do you. I yeah. think for me, it's hard because I come from the Midwest. So I have sort of like a, a modesty built into me mm. that it is a little bit still foreign for me to be like I really do want to get to know someone before I hook up with them frankly it's like I don't know if that's nurture nature trauma who knows yeah but for me that has always been like a difficult thing like the the grinder aspect of it all so and I, I mean maybe that makes maybe that's like a, a total sexual preference too where I'm just like I don't want to hook up with you unless I'm in love with you or unless I'm like I feel like a certain level of passion so being a grinder when it's pretty much just like height Wait, right? Position, go. I'm like, damn, right. is this a job application? I know it, it, it does feel like that. You know what? Recently, <laughs> I met I met a friend of mine who is demisexual, mm-hmm. and um, I've, and then I've 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 learned about sapiosexual. So I don't even know that these things. Were, do you do, are you? What's demisexual? Demisexual is. It's more of like you do need to feel a certain a level connection. of love connection before yeah. you even want to have sex with somebody. As yeah. soon as you feel that, it's like, yeah, 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 then we go there. But before that, it's almost not a thought. It's not even a thought. Like I think like, Ash, Ashton Kutcher had demi. Was sexual at one time. Oh Demi Moore, right? <laughs> yeah. So Demi, you don't Demi. feel se- you don't feel sexual, but you want to meet somebody. Yeah, it's it's like it's like you you demisexuals. That's cannot... what you call a dud of a date. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what y'all call it. <laughs> demisexuals they cannot have a sexual um, relationship un- until they feel like a connection. It's so chemical. You're possibly yeah, chemical. a demisexual. I don't. I mean, I I wrote about it a little in my book because I do feel like there is something. Like, there is something within me that is that. I don't think it's just a, a preference. I yeah. more think, like, it's just actually how I operate. Yeah. But also, I'm like, things happen. And, yeah. like, certain nights happen. So maybe that doesn't make that I'm make me be a demisexual. I don't know. Are I hate you, labels. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you are you, Are you? you currently single? I am, yeah. Really? Yeah. When was your last relationship? Recently. Recent? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you really got it out of me, didn't you? <laughs> Shit, sis. <laughs> I mean... 
So <laughs> I come from the time when you would probably meet somebody in a bar. That was where, you know, it was legal for gay people to meet mm-hmm. back then. You know, and they could queen out and dance to Donna Summer or Diana Ross or whatever it was. You couldn't do that in a straight club. Britney yeah. Spears? Yeah. No, not back then. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't born back then, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but um, <laughs> anyway... So, but you did get to meet someone in a club and check out their body language. You know, I mean, there could be a shady type from Grinder, you know, coming over and, you know, maybe the smell could tip you off or maybe the smell of booze on their yeah. breath or some drug that you don't do if you if you like, if, you, if there's booze on your breath. I, yeah. it, that, that's what makes it hard for me to imagine it working out. I've seen yeah. too, much, too much true crime that I am also <laughs> terrified. I'm like, wait. The Craigslist killer. All of it. Like, what, yeah. what was the thing this morning? in the news the Zodiac Killer there's one in the there's one well, today not a recent one but they said that they think they know the identity of the infamous Zodiac Killer there's a now. Zodiac Killer Zodiac so Killer so he's killing people based on what your Zodiac is no but that's a great parody of it <laughs> oh my gosh should we, should, we, should we write the film there we go okay short... business ideas money. <laughs> money money moves right here <laughs> <laughs> the app for, for, for people to meet for be friends um, the Zodiac uh, uh, parody short film we're gonna do yes and All then the something having to do with demisexual people <laughs> and Demi Moore yes and Demi Moore <laughs> There we go. The parry. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned that you are from uh, uh, Minnesota originally. Yeah, went yeah. to LA. Like so, w- when you were leaving Minnesota, you're like, I'm going to LA because I want to because I want um, a career in YouTube. Or, or like, how how did it all start? Actually, no. Um, so I I was doing making YouTube videos in my college dorm room. I was like that kid on campus that was doing something. I mean, honestly. This was like a decade ago. So people weren't really, it was like Facebook and or nothing yeah, else. Yeah. No one was really making YouTube videos. So all of my college friends just thought it was cool that like I had Twitter followers. Got it. Like that's pretty cool. Wait, Twitter, was, Twitter was around in 2010? It was, but barely. But like Got everyone it. was just getting on it. And they're like, it. why do you have a couple thousand followers? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People will like, like what I have to say. And that's how you got at Connor. Because you have just Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R. I have Connor Francis. Some fuck has this at Connor and I'm like, oh, I wish. Oh, Dan, oh, oh so okay. I was guess I was looking at their profile today. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, someone's active with both, and I'm like, damn it. It'd be oh, so wow. cool. And then from there, our second life like scouted you and then they brought you to LA. No, so so at that time I was in college and we started the collab channel and we came out here for a summer and we never left. Got so like it. I was two years into college and I dropped out because I came here. And I just never left and just kept Honestly, pursuing fuck it. college. It's for, I mean, for that type of a career. Like, I'm sorry, bitch. I spent $52,000 a year for four years. I went to prom. Fuck college, bitch. Fuck that shit. But that's really similar to you because you you, you kind of just packed up from, <laughs> from Atlanta. You just moved to New York. I gave on up on college after two years also. Did oh you? Yeah, I mean, I was just like, wait, there there's no college with a, Connor, with, this with, is, with a drag. This, you know, is I mean, I the lady bunny, be... this is the Lady Bunny origin story. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm, I'm looking gonna, into the future. It's going to be you in 60 years. Oh, my God. Can I play you? in the Lifetime movie? <laughs> well, you better start eating now. <laughs> no, that's for the older bunny. No. Yeah, I mean, there was no, the, the clubs were where I needed to be. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, college. No, I felt the same way. And like you said, it's such like, I, I think like capitalism. And it's like a scam. It's, it's a, it feels like a scam to a certain extent. It is a scam. They're, they pump it down kids' throats. You need to go to college at school or you'll never be nothing. And that's literally not true. And then and then no one is paying for this. You have to pay for yourself because your parents are like, we don't have money to send you to school. So then all these kids end up in 200000 plus, uh, plus in debt for the rest of their lives. You're paying it for the rest of your life. No, It's genuine. insane. I don't even, it's not even that. 
college itself is a scam. I think the American idea of college is a scam See. because of that, because yeah. of the fact that it costs that much money and because it's impossible to pay off that debt and because we make it sound like the only way to get a job is to obtain that debt. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they've fucked us with the system. Oh, for sure. And we all believe it because we have to. What other yeah. choice do you have? And, I, and I, I'd rather be fucked with a ruler Get out in the streets! <laughs> Come on! I had no idea you were a card-carrying socialist <laughs> <laughs> on this show. AOC? No, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, we do need to fucking get out in the streets if we're going to cancel student debt. I mean, it is a quarter of the people take that fucking debt to their graves. Tax the That's billionaires. Not, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that when I was except younger. Rihanna. Oh, of course not. She, oh, Rihanna. Yeah, she's a billionaire. Oh, no, my, no, she, no, but she's my. I stand. She, she's my queen. I, I, I worship at her throne. My like drag name that I'll never use is based off of her. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Can you come here? Robin Banks. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who Rihanna is? Um, yeah, yeah. She sang single ladies. Yes, yes that's, that's her, that's her, her. that's her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So. Not very well, but she ah, did sing it. Blasphemy. Me. Double blasphemy there. Recently on, on, on this podcast, Bunny and I, we had, a, we had some interesting discourse about what it means to be an influencer and someone on YouTube and someone who, well, the, the story re revolved around drag queens who kind of like come out of the woodwork who just, who'd been doing drag for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. and they're like, my booking fee is this, da, 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 but, it, but it, they can't perform, et cetera, et cetera. And then I got into it, then we got, we roped Kim K into it. And my, my, in my, in not in my opinion is that Kim K is a talent. What she yes. does, like it to me, it is it is a tangible thing that people try to bottle and replicate, and, they, and like millions of people can't do it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it is a talent to do what Kim K does. Bunny does not agree. No, I think it's a talent in the way that she's promoted herself. But she herself was founded when did her mom film the sex tape? You know, I don't know. You know, but that's how she that was a claim to fame. And you did you don't say here's the Kim Kardashian show. She's going to sing. She's going to dance. Yeah. She's going to tell jokes, do self-help. She's has a lot of surgery, dates black guys, and talks with her equally whiny sisters. <laughs> you know? Well, so and Go ahead, well, I was just going to say, I mean, like a lot of people make sex tapes, but only a few of them ever become famous from it, which so it's like, I don't think that she's necessarily talented, but I think there is a talent to making herself for sure. Even just the idea of the fact that we t people still talk about her so much. I'm like, that is a talent of itself. Do you know how many people who were famous yesterday? I can't remember today. Show, showing up, oh. showing up to the Met Gala, completely blacked out. No one knows who you. No one knows who you are, but we all know exactly who you are. I thought you know that was I mean? a genius idea. That is to me. That is. I thought that was a Taliban invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the so the still I want to make is that people often say that about influencers. Like influencers, like 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 like, what is your talent? How do you think? But I feel like it takes an immense discipline and talent to build an empire by just talking into a screen on a computer. Yeah, and I mean, I what mean, say to you to those people? Okay, like the sassy rebuttal is then let's say you do it. Right. Like if you think it's so easy, let's say you do it. Yeah. But the more I guess in depth rebuttal is like to be. I guess to be, because like the word influencer is so broad, it, yeah. it could mean anything nowadays. But to do, let's say, what I do, uh -huh. you need to be able to edit, you need to be able to film, you need to be able to write, you need to be able to critically think through what's like a current topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. You need to be presentable. Like there are so many different things that you mm. need to have a talent at. But also, I think the issue that a lot of influencers get themselves into is they're kind of like, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yeah. So they're never really great at anything. They're just kind of like, 
mediocre at a lot of things. I'm sorry. I don't think Kim is editing anything. I oh, don't girl, think no. that she's looking at uh, current issues. Mm-mm. I mean, she's all of that. He's was a lawyer. I didn't say that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that, that she is lazy. Yeah. No, no. I didn't say she's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to say that she's yeah. ugly? Just, no. You like you want to say I, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a of an odd message that there's one face that everyone tries to achieve, whether it's through you know surgery or or contour, because it's starting to look you know like with the big lips and the tiny noses. It's just like one you know the silicone injections. I mean, there's a there's a unified. It looks like they all go to the same doctor. Do, do you know what, they, I mean, they kind of do a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what I think is always so interesting, too, is like looking back at old television shows, not even old, just like television shows that aren't from 2000s beyond mm-hmm. and seeing that like beauty was never the focus. It was acting. Yeah. It was just like the interesting people there are. And you can see it. And then now you see like a Netflix show and everyone is like chiseled and, Down, mod- and right? modeled. And I'm like, why did we get to this point? Can't we just like focus on the art and not the... The act, I, I don't even know. I mean, I get that, but I also think like it's like trends, right? So like mm-hmm. you, you you go back to like the seventies and whatever, and the eighties. People were, people were trying to look look like Madonna. People were trying to look like Cher. True. Like this, like people like people always want to emulate with styling, though not with surgery. Because surgery wasn't as because <laughs> surgery wasn't as accessible Definitely. and as affordable as it is now today. Now now you now you how can, affordable? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> now you now you can go and get your ass and your cheeks and your fucking titties pumped up for like. Uh, for like uh, two bags of chips and and, 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 a, and a fucking bottle of water, you know what I mean? As before, it was it was like I I can never do that, I can't afford that. But now it is ex- accessible for people to do it. And it was right. like extremely well, dangerous too. <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. That, yeah, that yeah, especially when they're doing it in a hotel room and they're Hello. they're a doctor. Um, but yeah, then no, this happens a lot in the drag community. Yeah. Trust me, they, they have pumping people. parties. A friend of mine told me that. <laughs> no, they do. They have pumping, they have parties. pumping parties. Like before a big pageant, they'll come in and you know in a hotel Wild. room. I anyway, know. so the thing about Kim, is that I just think there are people that studied acting. There's people that studied singing. Of course, there's going to be you know uh, people like Kim who are beautiful and you know who who get promoted you know because of that. But imagine somebody wanting to make it in show business and they've paid all their dues and they, there's no guarantees in show business, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm doing a podcast with Monet Exchange. Um, but the uh, <laughs> and Connor, you, Connor, what's his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you, Connor. A, no, but, but I, the thing is, go. can you can you understand? <laughs> Uh, how you know that must I get it. feel? I, get I mean, it. she she yeah. gets on the show and talks about oh, we're gonna have the party and oh, the caterer you know canceled. And I mean, I just don't. I'm less mad at Kim than the morons who let that be entertainment. <laughs> and that's the thing. Is you know? I'm, like, I'm like, it's the people that watch. It's not the person <laughs> yeah. being watched. It's like yeah. people are watching it. The yeah. amount of like shitty YouTubers there are where they get millions of views, and I'm like. It's not, you know, like, it's the audience that makes them famous. They don't make themselves famous. Right. Thank so. God you mentioned that. So, <laughs> there are a lot of shady YouTubers. Name them. Um, Shane Dawson. How do you, how do you <gasps> feel about Shane Dawson? Um, okay, so here's my issue, or here's the, the, like, the complexity of my relationship with Shane Dawson is that Shane Dawson's technically the reason that I started making YouTube videos oh. because he was, on, he was one of the only ones yeah, on the platform the at the time. Yeah, yeah. But as I've grown and as I've, as I've educated myself, I realize there's a lot of deeply problematic things yeah. that he's done uh-huh. and that he hasn't really ever fully apologized for or even seen like the gravity of that. Yeah. I think about some of um the I mean like some of the stuff he did in the back in the day like blackface and I think Crazy. about how 
I had never seen that before and how much of an influence that had on me. I'm like, imagine if I saw that and thought that was okay mm -hmm. and that was some of my first YouTube content. Yeah. Luckily, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. But that's the power of influence is that he could have easily influenced me to do that because I didn't know it was wrong because he was doing it so publicly. Yeah. So yeah. that's the issue I have with him is I'm like, fuck. You know yeah. the issue that I have with Shane Dawson? What? I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Dawson, he was one of like 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 um Connor Singh, like one of the first like really big influencers and all okay. the first people on the platform and he did all these types of videos. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were like in blackface. He like had these like blackface characters that he would do. Mm -hmm. But he he, he did like he did like a, like a range of things. He wasn't like just one type of video. He did like many different types of things. His problem is that he did skits and he came across as like a comedian. So naturally, he pushed the comedic tone to mm -hmm. the problematic side. Like a lot of comedians get yeah. in trouble now. Is now like, that we're. There have been a few things you have said. <laughs> um, yes, this is <laughs> okay. So, 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 uh, Shane Dawson, how about the Pauls? Um, I, I actually like how Logan has grown from his incredibly huge mistake that he made. So, mm -hmm. Logan Paul is a YouTuber who infamously filmed a dead body in the woods and made it about himself. Yeah, he walked through, he went through like the Japanese suicide garden. Like it's like this place in Japan where, where it's known that people go there to kill themselves. Oh, I'd like to get your ticket. <laughs> he Jack, Jack. <laughs> he walked through there knowingly doing this and like filming dead bodies like into, Intentionally. And, like, and maybe, right. yeah. So, either way, like something that's it's horrible. But what I like is that since then, he truly seems like he's tried to grow from it. Yeah. I like people who, who have the mistake, but then truly try to change yeah. themselves. He yeah. seems like he's done that. He's not a perfect person, but I'm, I commend him for that. Yeah. Now, Jake is a piece of shit. Terrible person. Horrible Jake, person. Jake Paul is his, his brother. brother. Okay. Who's also a big YouTube okay, influencer. But, so, let me just play devil's advocate because honestly, I don't know either one of them. Let me just ask you this <laughs> Isn't the whole goal of YouTube to provide voice to people that didn't have voices to to to, to get voices to bypass the gatekeepers mm -hmm. saying you know you can't get on tv because you don't look a certain way or you're too gay or you're too you know whatever you know isn't that the the the, the isn't that why we value youtube because it does give the the all kinds of voices i mean you know it's like if you say yeah the benefit is getting all kinds of voices and you say Oh, I don't like. Well, of course you're not gonna, you know, like the 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 voices. And you know, sometimes I look at these articles that are like, um, you know, oh, you know, so and so has done this thing wrong, and the article is just a series of tweets. And I punch through to the tweet, and the guy or the girl hardly hardly has any followers. So yes, that was tweeted, and yes, it was a voice on the internet, but. The, 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 instead of doing journalism and writing about this, they're just saying, oh, well, here's some guy with 10 followers, shit takes. So in a, in a way, the internet democratized things because everyone can have a voice. Yeah, you know, And people who didn't have, and you know, it, it's been fascinating. I'll tell you one thing I think is interesting about it is that, so I live in New York City, have a lot of Puerto Rican friends. I did not know um, uh, what I know now every Thanksgiving that they consider themselves the Taino or ta they consider you themselves, know. Uh, you know, Indian, and so they do not care for Thanksgiving. Native and we'll, American. Uh, we'll often, Native American. Yeah. They will often say, you know, I uh, this is not something that I, this is carnage. Yeah. I don't yeah. celebrate this. So, I mean, you know, th this is kind of what the internet is all about, right? Definitely. Yeah, no, and I think that that, I think, yeah, I think that people should get more slack for when they mess up, but I think when it's like a continued 
continued spiral of problems that they continue to have clearly showing no growth or real remorse for it, then it's like, let's attempt this cancel culture that doesn't actually exist. Like people should stop supporting them. But I do agree that people need to, people need to let, give people some slack and let them learn and grow um, and not come at them so with the intent to like end their lives. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's okay. So again, not knowing what these uh, examples are, <laughs> do you think that people, you know, because YouTube is driven by hits and mm-hmm. you will get better deals and you will earn more money or whatever, do you think they would be driven to more and more outrageous course, content like that? You know, in in order to uh, to get to get those hits. It's fully the reason oh, why yeah. that happened to Logan is because he went to Japan and like his the videos before it were him going around disrespecting Japanese culture like he was jumping in koi ponds and he was like running through really peaceful streets like making loud chaos so Uh like his intent was to stir things up Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah you're right I mean the reason for it was is the (laughs) clicks you're right and you're pretty (laughs) (laughs) and put your glasses on (laughs) oh my god you have glasses (laughs) oh my god so cute well, have you ever been canceled? <laughs> no, but I definitely, I think back that I think luckily I just don't, I, I haven't. I mean, I guess that's the long and short of it, but I think that I've consciously made the effort to do the, what's the, what's the thing the the 24 hour email rule where if you want to send like a really angry email oh. or anger te- you wait 24 hours i don't do that i should probably do that <laughs> i just send so i i always i have that rule for even like really spicy tweets or anything Got that's it. like a current news topic i'm like let's let it unfold and then i'll share the opinion share. 24 okay. hours later and usually it's not worth even sending got it so, Ooh, so if we look at your drafts there's some really spicy things that we never got to see oh yeah most of the people <laughs> that you, you said about i'm like god i wish i could drag them through the streets because <laughs> it's not that hard to be a good person like let's it be really, real it, yes it is <laughs> <laughs> so i was watching one of your um videos and it was you know giving advice and i thought i mean you must go through a lot of questions that you're like i cannot even <laughs> a, a, attempt to to answer this but one a few of the comments you know because uh, you know you're not supposed to really read the comments but we all do, I do. you I do. know I do. and you, do. you know of a, a, some of them were like you know oh you're so cute with the glasses or whatever which you all just got to see he is cute with the glasses <laughs> but the you know does that sometimes make you feel like i'm sitting here giving you advice on 10 topics i mean yes i want you to like me and if i'm cute then like me for that but you know, it's like it's like watching a drag queen's video, like say, you know, um, Alaska, and then the, the, the comment is, "Oh my God!" At two thirteen, that was the back of Alyssa Edwards' head. It's just like, uh, yeah, can yeah. you see me for the entirety of what I'm doing? Because I mean, you know, it, the the com- like I say, it's democratic. The yeah. comments are anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's why I like I like podcasts. I like long form and kind of more uncut mediums. You used um, to. I was like, I was like, insert joke here. Wait, pause. <laughs> because because it does show like a more realistic side of me. I think YouTube videos, when they're condensed and cut and manicured, they don't actually depict who I am as a person. So I feel like it's it, you are in a way giving people what they want or a version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I mean, kind of like being on TV. It's like you're giving a little bit 
of a better version of yourself oh, than you sure. actually are. So this, mm-hmm. I like I like live streams. I like podcasts. I like uncut mediums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> I love uncut. No, you you do mention that you uh, your your mouth speaks before your brain sometimes you're these, really the, caught the, up these no well i mean i, I, I tried you know we it's do like, our research this on was our... like yesterday <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know and so and so someone was mentioning that in the comments too but you know actually that gives you a great way to to, to state something and then say on the other hand it's like it's a little bit like a qualifier so that you're never saying anything like set in stone about you know what i mean it's like it's a, it's a good technique I'm constantly playing devil's advocate in my head, and it's, oh, this it's, bitch plays it out loud. It, yeah, no, honey, that's not devil. That, this is devil. It's not the advocate. All day long. Okay, there's no advocate here. Sorry. No, I, I'm constantly volleying in my head because I can always see a different perspective where I'm not looking at it, and then I'm like, well, I mean, I can't say everyone because that isn't everyone, or I can't say all mm-hmm. because it isn't all, and I never really get out the real thought because I'm like, damn it, it just went through 50 filters, yeah. and it could be. A, I don't know. It could be the cancel culture that I'm afraid of. It could be, especially my, today. Today, yeah. you're like you're like I, I'm constantly aware of like how of like what language and verbiage I'm using because yeah. I don't want to exclude slash include everyone and everything. Like, well, that's not me. I'm like, well, okay, I didn't mean you. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It's constantly doing that. Constantly like not tr- trying to ways to speak <laughs> so I don't exclude uh, uh, some people who want to be included or include people who want to be excluded. It's exactly. Very tricky. Exactly. Very yeah. Tricky. And I mean, like the medium that we're on to are like again incredibly privileged. So I mm-hmm. I hate the L.A. New York big city think bubble of people saying things that everyone is supposed to automatically know, yeah. but being like. We went down to Earth Cafe. I'm like, no one in fucking the Midwest knows what Earth Cafe is. They don't. If you just say we went to Earth, I'm like, you went to the planet. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It's this non-inclusive language for. Yeah. I guess you can't please everyone, but I'm like, okay, let's include everyone in on the joke at the very least. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, there's a big cultural divide. I yep. mean, this is this uh, totally. I've been in a big city bubble, New York, home of the New York Times. Yeah. You know, right next to Boston, the other big you know then there's LA and San Francisco you know so it's like the 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 it's the neoliberal democrat scene you yeah. know it's it's that that mindset and i don't completely have that mindset because i'm not politically correct but i do think that we have to to realize that things play differently in smaller cities rural areas um you know than they do in in big cities and people really aren't you know too concerned about that because i was on facebook one day and they were all talking about how after that documentary on michael jackson came out how said, oh no i will never play you know michael jackson again i go to indianapolis and they're like dancing in the streets at a party to to uh you know yeah. <laughs> to uh, michael jackson and i mean you yeah. know so it's 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 kind of a it's that that kind of thing but it i, I like the qualifiers because it makes you seem fair yeah you know and and or or that you know that you you're presenting this side that you thought of first and then this one that you you know thought of after that might qualify it a little bit and so one of the advice things gave me a little bit of giggle because you were uh the question was um I was at my uh, aunt's house and um, someone mentioned about their three-year-old daughter my yes. aunt's three-year-old daughter um, you know that one day she'd have a boyfriend and the person writing the question wrote or a girlfriend and that was kind of looked down on now I thought you had a great point when you said well you know what if you're really trying you know to to make them understand this you know you could mention gay culture 
do stuff at large that doesn't, you know, refer to the 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 daughter. And I mean, I was kind of thinking, honey, there's nobody gayer than me, but three years old. I mean, it's almost like I mean, did any did anybody that was straight at the table, uh, you know, jump up when they said she was gonna, the three year old girl was one day going to have a boyfriend? Did the girls, straight girls, I was like, get some dick, get some dick. I mean, you know, it's like, it almost felt like it was like. You know, that this person had like a gay agenda that they're trying to shove into everyone's, you know, uh, face at the thing. Mm. I'm part of the gay agenda, but I just thought three years see, old. See, 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 but, but my question is then why didn't you get freaked out when they said a boyfriend? Like, why is that? Why was that like, okay, like she, you're, you're going to have a boyfriend one day. Why, why, why was that the okay? But I say the girlfriend was like, I mean, like to me, to me, that's where my brain goes. It's like, because yeah. who knows where this like was, you know? Well, who knows? But let's let the parents have a chance to maybe the, if she loves playing sports or if she loves to hang out with the guys, you know, or whatever, or doesn't like wearing dresses, then maybe that will dawn upon them. But it just seemed, it's, I would have been like, can you shut up? You know, at age three. I know what you mean. Yeah, and I mean, I hate that. I hate that culture in general. Like I said in the video of like little kids wearing like lady slut, like all that, anything that has any sort of sexual gender, gender, shit. any gender shit. I again, I hate the color blue, pink assigned to blue, male and yeah. female, all that shit. So I'm like, yeah, I think let's just like let the kid be the kid, including the parents, let the kid be the kid. Yeah. But yeah, bring gay culture in in the wider conversation. It's like a strategic thing. Well, yeah. well, maybe at least until they're five. But, yeah. but, but, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then you know what? Then, but it, it's all, it also needs to become a cultural thing that instead yes. of just saying girlfriend, they're saying one day you're going to have a, a partner. And mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work now. But I feel like the more we can just make things neutral, because then yep. you telling, because if someone said to that little girl, when you, you, you're going to have a boyfriend, I'm sure 18 other family members, members have said that before. So now this little girl is thinking, okay, I'm going to have a boyfriend. I'm going to have a boyfriend. Yep. And you hear it per- periodically over the next five years. And you're like, okay, I need to have a boyfriend. And then maybe they were going to be a lesbian if they didn't want to have a girlfriend or whatever. Then they now their mind is already warped because they was like, no, I'm supposed to have a boyfriend. I can't have a girlfriend. You know, and then that's already a problem. You're, you're baking into this kid. You don't yeah. think that when that dyke starts to want pussy that she's going <laughs> oh uh, to say, I don't care what they drummed into my head because nobody, you know, you don't listen. You're, you're, Are we still you're, talking about the three-year-old? <laughs> No, we're talking about the adults. We're talking about the teens. This is your Shane Dawson moment, man. Listen. Yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying. You you shouldn't force your kids. You should take cues from your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and you're saying that one day you'll have a spouse or one day that you'll have a lover or whatever. And that's fine. But at the same time, one out of ten will be gay. So if most one out of four. It's it's yeah it's gone up. It's, it's like one out of four people is gay. Gross. So there there should it's, <laughs> disturbing. So there are at least three of us here, in like this studio. Everyone included. Raise your hand if you're gay. <laughs> so you wrote a memoir at twenty three. Yeah. That seems that seems a little crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like twenty three. I'm like you have so much more to go through and experience. I mean, but like. <laughs> I think the way I think about it is I think people are learning and growing all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever discount musicians for releasing amazing music at the age of 16. True. I think when an actor delivers a really great performance in a film at the age of 20, it's never just like, but you're 20. Yeah. I think that if you have something you want to say, just fucking say it. So mm-hmm. it was more of like opportunity presented it to myself. And s- s- technically you had to call it something. So it was called a memoir. Oh, but really it was just like a collection of myself put into a book. 
and you know, it went out into the world. And then a year later, I'm probably like, a lot of this is irrelevant to me. <laughs> a lot of this, I don't even know if I believe anymore. Yeah, but like it's, it's a great little. Yeah, yeah, it's a great little like collection. I like looking back on those, being like, oh, I really have changed and grown. So yeah. the book was basically baby pictures, your driver's license, <laughs> one graduation. <photo>. Truly, <laughs> but it was a New York Times. Bestseller? The first one was on the New York Times bestseller list for 16 weeks. Work, what, What's it called? Work in Progress? A work in Progress. And then um, Note to Self was the second. Self, and yeah. the, the current one is House Fires. So. House yeah. of Fires. And that is out by the time this podcast yep. uh, airs. And yep. you're doing a book tour. I know. And I love that you're, you're going to major cities, New yes, York bitch. and L.A. And, and also in the U.K. too. You're going too. No, well, not yet. Maybe. maybe. It's the, the COVID of it all. COVID. But I want to. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you, do you have a problem with COVID? Because we both have it. No, we're good friends. <laughs> oh my God, do not listen to her. We are both negative and also double vax. So she is being crazy. <laughs> no, so I noticed you were doing something interesting. You were hitting the big, big cities and then doing one live stream, which is a great, you know, idea that a YouTuber like you, you know, would come. But that is a great idea because it's like, you know, it's like some people are afraid to go out, you know, at a place where there are crowds and, you know, it's, it's and then everyone in every country and city that, that you miss can go. Definitely, yeah. I figured it was very, like, appropriate of the times to have one event where it's like, if you don't want to go out or you can't attend any of them, live stream event is for everyone. You still get the signed book. You still get to see me sign the books. We get to have a little one-on-one kiki and everything. Dope. Yeah, and then the rest of the events are in person. We prefer you're vaccinated. You're going to be wearing a mask the whole time, but... You yeah. know, they're still in person, so I get that. So House Fires is, is a new book. Yep. It's out October 19th. It's, I have it in the bag. Yeah, oh, my God. Show us the, the book. Part, oh, my God. The first copy. The, which, this is the first copy? This is literally the first copy. I just got it in the mail yesterday. She's Work. very pretty. House Fires. She's very pretty. Yes. She's very and pretty. it's hardcover. It's hardcover. It's Thank you. Work. Why House Fires is the title. Why? So I, Some I, people would say, why is House Fires the title? Yeah. <laughs> Why house fires? <laughs> um, I I just the more I was writing, initially I was approaching it uh, from like a different, more like upbeat perspective. The more I found that I was writing a lot about traumas and what I learned from the traumas. Mm-hmm. So I consider the the you know the down parts of my life, the more traumatic parts that I eventually got out of, to be in a way a version of myself that was burnt down, and I built a new version of myself mm-hmm. from it. So I like the play on like a house is a really comforting thing and a fire is a really destructive thing but at the end of the day when you like burn something down you get the chance to build something back up so it's very like poetic and artsy but i i just thought it was appropriate for everything that i wrote about in the book and then in this book you focus a lot on on on, on mental health issues I and do. so talk to us talk to us why you want it like why is that the focus of this book it, was it the pandemic like what inspired and tell us about some of your traumas that you got over <laughs> So we can feel sane. Yes, exactly. I'll tell you everything that's bad, that's wrong with me. Um, no, I mean, I yeah, mental health has been. I think growing up in a, in the Midwest and not coming out until I was twenty one just naturally has provided me with a lot of mental health struggles that yeah. have lingered since then, um, because there was that that length of internal struggle that you have without mm-hmm. accepting yourself. Um, you know, so depression, suicidal thoughts, ang- major anxiety, all of that has come from that period of time where I wasn't being myself. Mm-hmm. Hence why I use my platform nowadays to like encourage people to just be themselves as soon as possible if it's safe and if you're in an environment to do so because there's nothing but positivity that can come from it in that case. 
Um, so I write about a lot of those times. I really try to put the readers like in my shoes, what I was feeling like, and not in an unrealistic way, show them how I got out of it, but more the way, I guess, how it made me feel to get out of it. Cause I don't want to like, just say, be yourself and everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, sparkle, yeah. sparkle, sparkle. Or like, <laughs> go for a walk. You won't have depression. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like. <laughs> people say that online it's crazy go like, for a walk I'm like girl you go shut the fuck up <laughs> exactly. like, no. it's literally mental illness yeah 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 so I I depict and, a lot of those stories in there and you talk about therapy mm-hmm. now did you go to therapy as was the coming out at 21 very traumatic was it was it like what was the hardest thing about it is that something that you know when you talk about Connor Franta, you you talk that's like your big hit video, and a lot of people identified with that. Maybe also from uh, Midwest or, or or not from a big city. A hundred percent. It's been like the most monumental part of my career that I never knew was going to be such a have mm-hmm. such a big impact. Because um, at the time, coming out videos there were a few, but it wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really understand the like the weight and the gravity that it could have. But yeah, no, there are like when I go to. Um, go do these meet and greets. I have tons of kids who come up to me saying like, you're the reason I came out at this age. You're the reason I, you're the reason I felt seen. And like, that is amazing yeah. for me. I, it's genuinely moving that I can be the person I wish I had in my own life. Uh, and to have that impact, even in my small town, like I, I won, I won like a, a small award in my town of 4,000 people. It was like, person of the town or something and when i got up on the podium i'm like listen y'all need to be better to gay people in this town <laughs> good i was like i'm gonna use like the the platforms big or small i have yeah. to just like wake people up yeah. to reality and some people are just kind of waltzing through life not realizing that like you know people are different people um experience difference and it's okay so yeah. it's a very simple concept but for some people it goes right by them they just don't even see it they have like blinders on uh, I can't imagine that you're from a town of 4,000. In my old apartment building in New York City, there were probably 3,000 people. Oh so, so that's so crazy to me that. No, no in your apartment. <laughs> 4,000 people in the entire town. Mm-hmm. That is, so you pretty you knew every single person. Oh, yeah. My So my dad is like the major doctor in our town. So literally everyone's like, Dr. Randa's son. Got it. Your dad saved my kidney. Like everyone's just like <laughs> coming up to you. Um, so so truly, yeah, everyone knows everybody in that. But town. they were also saying, "Doctor Francis' son is gay." Presumably, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Francis' son is a fat. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I genuinely, I think I was for most of those people. It was like the first time they were confronted with not just like a gay person, but someone that they knew mm. directly yeah. was a gay person. And yeah. the amount of times I have people young and old when I go back to town just being like it's like it's the first time they're having a conversation with like an out queer person yeah and they're like trying to be like yeah I know like I voted for Biden like (laughs) like, Jesus Christ (laughs) well statistically uh, 1,000 people up in where Minnesota well no your town La Crescent uh, but there are a thousand people in La Cressa that is queer as hell. So if you are listening to this and you are from La Cressa and you are queer, bitch, give us a little shout out on Everyday Irony. Uh, leave a comment and we see you. We love you. And come and party with the queers, honey. Yes. Live. I went back to the GSA because um, I work with them. Do you know, do you know Glisten? Glisten. Mm-hmm. Glisten is um, it's like Glad. It's so, it, but it, it focuses. You know, GSA is in high schools, Gay Straight Alliance. Oh yeah, yeah, you're now Alliance, yeah. Gender Sexuality Alliance. Uh-huh. Um, 
they created those. So they, huh. I'm on the board, so we help a lot of like LGBT youth in high schools. But I went back to do a, a speaking thing at the GSA that I was never a part of, but I wish I was a part of. Yeah. Shit was full as hell. There really? was like dozens and dozens Love of that. kids there. And I'm like in a school of 400 people and there's at least like 50 people in this room that potentially identify as queer. That's a one in four. Hello? Or is that? Nope, that math doesn't no, check out. It doesn't, but one we, in, one in eight. Be, uh, But yeah, there's we're... 50 hiding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you. And so the, the room when you spoke was really full of people from the school yep. who attended with you, who you had given STDs to. <laughs> if that's what you got out of that, I would like to have my lawyer present here. <laughs> queer people are so interesting. Glad, glisten, sparkle, all these like queer uh, or organization things. I just love it. Queer people, we're going to make it really colorful. I glisten. <sighs> Connor, when did the... Th- you, you, listen, you never guessed this, but... I have been to therapy a time or two, and it, go away, go away. It really worked. Shh. Do you still go to therapy? No. no. Me either. <laughs> well, not often. I need to go. I've never been to therapy. It's fun what? when you find the right therapist. Right. You know, that's really important. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a an intake who, you know, like said to me, you may not get the right therapist at first. And I'm so glad that she told me that because the first one I got was a sweet little old lady who said, um, you know, so when did you learn that you were gay? Her next question was, is your sister gay? And I sat there and said, this fool is meant to be analyzing my mind and she thinks that being gay is hereditary. So I don't know how, how, how a therapist like this could exist in New York City, but I was like, well, the, she's not too far off. They say queer, but being gay is 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 is, is hereditary. For example, my mom. Uh, Don't tell my sister's husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying de- like definitively, but there are a lot of studies saying that being gay is is like it's something genial like genealogical. It's something in the genes. It right. is yeah. Something genetic. Right. Yeah. But it is hard. So so don't think if you try therapy, don't think yeah, that, first, that yeah. it you failed it Definitely. because um you you may have the wrong therapist. I had one therapist who wanted to do dream therapy and I don't remember my dreams and I was literally laying there thinking I can't even do therapy. I wanted to talk about my problems and she's about to be a problem. I didn't even know I had. I can't remember <laughs> no. my dreams and what so it's like you you do feel free to you know shop around and make sure that they're the right person for me. I actually went with somebody else from the intake who challenged me because uh, I didn't want to be somebody that would browbeat. You're thinking, Bunny, you're sweet, so sweet and demure. You could never browbeat anyone. Um, but I didn't want to browbeat my therapist. You know, I, I wanted them to challenge me. Yeah. So yeah. it's important to find the right one. Definitely. No, I, I, I fully agree. Because otherwise you're not going to actually be comfortable or truthful. And at the end of the day, you should be the most truthful oh, within sure. therapy mm-hmm. yeah. to the point where it's almost like scary. It's like, just say the, your actual reality so we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Right. And that's why y'all should go to betterhelp.com slash ebony. Oh. And you can sign up. <laughs> Plug. For, for and right after you read... House Fires yes, by House, Connor Frantz. Yes. House Fires oh, is plugged. available plugged. October 19th. Make sure you go check out Connor's. He's He has over 400 million views on Twitter. I mean, on, on YouTube. He has over 5 million subscribers. Connor is doing the fucking thing. Y'all can find his book on his pages, and you can 
Well, can you pre-order it right now? But it's probably come out when it's out already, so never mind. It'll be it'll be everywhere. ConnorFranterBooks.com. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Walmart. You can get it at Target. Books a million. Barnes and Noble. You can get every Ooh, audiobook. Audiobook too, and I read it myself. You read it yourself? Okay. I'm about to say, people who do audiobooks and don't read it themselves, it drives me insane. It's so fucking hard, <laughs> though. Is it? It is exhausting. <laughs> really? To, to reread what you have written, and uh-huh. so you're like analyzing it. Is it that bad? Yeah. House <laughs> fires? Was, it's that traumatic, honey. <laughs> it's that. I was like, oh, God, I'm reading it to a, stri- a room full of straight men. Really? It's and, more just, it's like, it also your your vocal cords get exhausted after reading for like eight hours a day, yeah. a few days a week, so. I I mean I commend people who do that as like their career. Well, you know I um I I listened to Mariah Carey's book. Um, Did you? It is so fucking good. I was reading it and listening at the same time, mm. and just hearing her like hearing those really tender moments where she was like welling up and she was like crying. Her voice was. I was like, oh my god. So it is nice to hear the author read the books. I'm happy you did that. Yeah, oh, I didn't you. even know that Mariah still had enough voice to read a book. Oh my god. She listened to this podcast, Benny. Mariah, she doesn't mean it. We, I love you. I love Connor you too. loves you. Oh, uh, definitely yes. <laughs> Connor, thank you so much for swinging by, Ebony and Irony. This is great. You were a fabulous guest. It was. I was so excited when you guys when we figured this out. So Yay! thank you for having me. Listen, make sure you guys get Connor Francis' new book, House Fires, available October nineteenth. Anywhere you get your books, his website, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Audible, and he's reading the audiobook, girl. Chef's kiss, as the TikTokers say. Boy is so smart. <laughs> he is. It was such a great change chatting with someone smart. <laughs> okay, tell me one thing you learned from our interview, Benny. Um, Let's see if the, if the if the fucking fentanyl has has <laughs> hit yet. One thing I learned. Well, I you know one thing I didn't learn is that I didn't know all of those groups that you were like second the YouTube groups. I didn't know all of that. Oh, 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 so, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I watch YouTube, but yeah. I don't watch, uh, you know, the, 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 I don't tend to watch the influencers. I watch political stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a computer. <laughs> I have internet after I pay the bill. Um, you know, I'm not like totally in the stone age. Yeah. Except yeah. for my face. Oh, <laughs> but you know, so I have friends who were therapists mm-hmm. and they've told me that mental health issues have gone through the roof as a result of COVID. And, you know, you think about it, and it's like, so imagine before COVID hit, you were about to break up with your girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever, and now you're stuck with them for for two years. Like, maybe you're on their insurance, and you can't. Or imagine that your kids have just hit that awkward age, you know, to where they were like, oh, goo-goo-dada, and they're like, like, no! And now, you know, or or demanding expense, and now you're stuck with those brats for, you know, two years. I mean, no wonder they're wanting to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, it's, there's, there, but, but I know also from my therapist friends that a lot of people have relapsed into whatever it is they use, alcohol, drugs, uh, even sex addiction. And, um, you know, talking about the internet with Connor, there is 
there's wonderful things about the internet, and then there's bad things about the internet. Mm-hmm. We're not connected with our 5,000 Facebook friends, some of which have a profile of a cat. Right, <laughs> A right. cat picture. You know, so it's like, are, are these people who, who like your post, are they going to bring you chicken soup? No. When, when you, no, they're not. So we don't want to get a false sense that there's all these people in they our care. corner. And we do. We, we are now, all of us, whether you're Connor's age, your yeah. age, or my age, yeah. we're, we're often living for these likes and, you know, stuff like this and and not actually doing that much. And, and it seems like Duke had become quite a bit of a, a hermit. When I found out that he died, I called his best friend, who has also been a hermit for years. And sometimes I think, oh, Bunny, you're old. You're the only person that calls anyone. Of course they don't, you know, respond to you. But I need to hear on their voice, are you weepy? Are you on drugs or drunk mm-hmm. are there is your buzzer ringing <laughs> you yeah. know with with throughout the, the phone call you don't call with, me with, with, with yeah i do call you like once a month this podcast was the result of a, of a, of a, of a phone call mm-hmm. no so anyway i just think it's important that we if there's people that you care about and you haven't heard from them, I think it's so often especially in the nightclub world that i come from to Say, oh, I'm Bohemian, and I'm sure Duke is fine. Yeah. When Duke may not be fine. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I don't know the 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 cause of, of death, but we do now that we're not in people's faces as much. You know, at uh, on at the clubs or at the pier, you know, or where, wherever we we meet up, it is very important to check in on people when you feel something might be wrong. And in the past. I have not wanted to comment on someone's alcohol or drug use because I didn't want to bring attention to my own. And there was a time when they could say, you're a mess too. You know, so it's like, but, 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 and so sometimes it feels like you're stepping out on a ledge to, to help someone. But that doesn't mean that your friend doesn't need help. And it doesn't mean, like I would feel so much better if I had risked feeling a little bit more uncomfortable and instead of thinking, well, you know, Duke doesn't want to talk on the phone clearly or whatever, if I had said, will you please call me? Is everything okay? Well, I mean... Because you sound like a mom. Yeah. You know, and you don't want... It doesn't, it's not cool at all. It also doesn't help that the last thing he did was see your live show. So that really probably <laughs> sent him over the edge. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I got mean, you. I got it's, you. It's like, I think, I think the, these are stressful times. You know, the economy, the COVID, the, 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 a lot of people's careers, if they can't work for home, is a question mark. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of a role with it person. If you're like an anal... Everything is like my savings goal you, must be met. You know, I mean, yeah. you must be in a complete fucking free fall. Yeah. So, you know, if if you see signs like that, I mean, don't, don't just, we're all on the internet fronting. You know, yeah. we post a picture of the lobster dinner, you know, instead of the hot dog, we boil every other day. Of the week. You know, it's like, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. We're all trying to look like, you know. We're, did, you so, just, did you just say fronting? Yes, I said fronting because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down like that. Uh, Yo. <laughs> Do you know who had a song called Front? Uh, not Nelly. Pharrell. Pharrell. Okay. Yeah. 
I was just frightened. Yes, I know that. Oh, you know that song? Yes. Okay, lady buddy. Yeah, I love that. Not, that not, was not, raised around the same time as Nelly, though. Yeah, now that you have a black friend, you know more black music. It's nice. It's uh, nice. I have you. I don't have a black friend. <laughs> 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 that was this week's episode, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And um, let us know if you want to see more in person if you, if you want to see me and Bunny together on camera more let us know we can maybe we can make it happen but y'all gotta let us know down in the comments thank you so much yeah.